Welcome to the Full Out Podcast, where you'll get tools, tips, and inspiration to start living your most passionate, expansive, and abundant life. I'm your host, Samantha Jo Harvey, professional dancer and group fitness trainer turned lifestyle entrepreneur, speaker, and women's empowerment coach. It is my mission to help women live their lives full out. No more surviving your days, playing small, or marking your way through life. It's time to let go of your blocks, step into your power, and own that you are worthy of having everything you want in your life, business, and relationships. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to the Full Out Podcast. It's Sam, and I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for letting me join you on your journey, whether you are walking your dog, you're driving and going on errands, you're cleaning up your dishes. I know that I listen to podcasts in a variety of different ways these days. So thank you for letting me accompany you in your life. Uh, We're going to get right into it with a review of the week. This is from Jade Nickname. She says, hands down, best podcast. I've never been big on podcasts in general, but when I decided that I was ready to step up for myself and work on personal development, I turned to searching for some good podcasts. I struggled to find one that really resonated with me until I found the full out podcast. Y'all listening to Sam's podcast feels more like being on the phone with a friend. Her ability to be able to pour so much positivity while being real is honestly amazing. I will be a listener until the end. Jade, thank you so much for that. And I love that you said y'all because I say y'all too and people make fun of me for it. Uh, And I love that it feels like we're just hanging out and talking on the phone because that's truly how I feel. And that's what I want the podcast to feel like. I want it to feel like we're sitting down, having a matcha latte and chit chatting. So thank you for your review. Please send us an email at sam at samanthajoharvey.com for your Amazon gift card. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, so grateful you guys, just a reminder, if you have not left a rating and a review, it takes literally 10 seconds, maybe 30 seconds. If you write a longer review and it helps us get the podcast out to more women who need to hear this, who need some support, who need some sometimes fun. I don't know. Sometimes I'm funny. I don't think I'm a funny person in general, but I don't know, maybe a chuckle here and there. I make myself laugh, but I digress. Share, subscribe, rate, review, all the things would mean the world to me. So today I want to talk about what drives me nuts about the personal development world. Like what I think people think personal development is in the beginning is, is all rainbows and butterflies. Let's live our best life. Let's be happy. How do I make myself happy? And I think that most of us get into personal development because we're not satisfied with something that's happening in in our lives. For me, I found personal development because I was in a marriage that was not serving me. And I felt like I was a zombie just scrolling, just moving through my days. I don't know. What do zombies do? Walking slowly, trudging through my days with not a, no awareness for happiness, no awareness for joy, just like surviving. And I knew that I needed to change and do something different. And I knew that started with my mindset. And I think other people find personal development uh, in their network marketing business because their mentors are like, hey, if you want to go to the next level, uh, your business is going to grow at the rate at which your mind grows. So maybe they're uncomfortable with where they are financially. Or some people find personal development when they are going through some kind of breakup, some kind of loss, some kind of grief. And I think that with 2020 this year, a lot of people are starting to lean into personal development and it's created a really big opportunity 
to grow, to look at some underlying issues. However, what I often see is the people that are talking about personal development, they're talking about you're living your happiest life, your most gratitude filled life, your most fulfilled life. It's keeping it really surface. They're talking about meditation and writing down in your journal what makes you happy and really focusing your mindset on the things that are working versus the things that are not working because what you focus on grows. And if you're focusing on the negative stuff, then you're going to call in more negative stuff as opposed to focusing on the positive things in your life. And look, I 1000% agree with all of that, actually. I mean, I remember going through my divorce and writing in this gratitude journal because that's what the personal development person I was following told me to do. And there were some days that I literally sat there with my notebook crying saying, I don't know, what am I grateful for? And I remember looking out the window and going, oh, wow, the sun's shining. Okay. I'm grateful that the sun is shining and that birds are chirping in my window. And that made me more sad that that's all I was happy about. However, I do feel like we are missing a giant piece of personal development. If you truly want to grow, if you truly want to evolve, if you truly want to develop, then you have to heal. And this is something that I don't think everyone talks about. We talk about the practices. We talk about the morning routine. We talk about the journaling, the meditating. We talk about working with a coach, but we don't talk about is what that coach actually works with you on. What we don't talk about is what types of meditations are actually going to serve you in releasing past trauma, in identifying past trauma, in how to deal with it, how to move through it, in how to actually heal the wounds that we are still carrying around from childhood. And so this week, I've been feeling this a lot where I'm like, mm, something's coming up. Ooh, I'm not liking the way that I'm showing up in this particular situation. I found myself responding to someone in kind of a, a snippy manner. And I started feeling like very closed off and very harsh. And I was like, oh, Sam, what is going on? And I have to thank my personal development for that because I had the awareness of, hey, something doesn't feel right right now. And the way that I'm acting is not in alignment with my highest self. So when something triggers us, I'm like, hey, this is a trigger. When something triggers us, that is our flashing light that we got to take a bigger look. Your trigger is your teacher. The comment that your husband makes about your body that sends you off on, in a crazy spiral, that's your trigger. It's not your husband. It's the words that he said, the mirror for you of like, hey, that part of me is still not healed. It's when someone comments on your social media about X, Y, Z, and you're like, how dare they? And it like literally makes you lose your mind. OMG, that is your trigger. That is your teacher. It's when your ex comes back and says, hey, it's true. You are too bright. You're too big. And it made me feel less than. And it affirms the story that you have about yourself, the story that you thought you let go of and you healed. And you're like, well, shit, that still bothers me. That's a trigger. That's the healing. That is the guidepost that says, hey, girl, hey, girl, hey, girl, flashing light. You got more work to do. And instead of just trying to be positive about it or just trying to like, you know, move through it, say, okay, I'm honoring my feelings. I'm crying. I'm upset. I'm going to move forward. No, I'm going to encourage you to dig deeper. I'm going to encourage you to say, why is this thing bothering me? And get real deep here. Why 
is that comment making me angry? Why is that comment making me want to shut down? Why is that action that someone's doing sending me into a spiral of self-doubt? Why does seeing what someone else posts online make me feel less than? That is your trigger. And that gets to be your teacher. So what we get to do is a lot of things. One, I think when you are dealing with inner child work, when you're dealing with trauma healing, when you are really ready to dive in and you're really ready to look with an honest lens at the, not the top couple layers of the onion, but like deep in the onion, the deep ones that really make your eyes cry and water, that is when you really need a professional. Yes, you can do it on your own. However, having a professional guide you through practices, guide you through meditations, guide you through journaling exercises to truly uncover the root of what needs to be healed, that is going to be key. But if you're someone that wants to start trying to do it on your own, this is something that um, I have found really supportive in the past, is when you recognize that something is making you uncomfortable, you don't like the way you responded, you feel tightness in your chest, something makes you angry, something really makes you question yourself, I immediately go to my journal. I find that it's the best way, especially if you're not working with a professional, a coach, a therapist, et cetera. Using your journal is really important because you need to get your thoughts out and you need to be able to sift through them without judgment. Friends are amazing, but friends don't really necessarily know how to guide you in a way that's going to be fully supportive without putting their own opinions on it. I love my best friends. I love them, love them, love them. But this work I know needs to be done with a professional or in my notebook and, or quite honestly, both. So when you have this thing that triggers you, that makes you have like a a very visceral response, I want you to start writing down what it is. What are you feeling? That remark made me feel tightness in my chest. My, my heart started beating. I started sweating and I started getting angry. I felt anger pulsing through my veins and, and it led me to think, and you're going to find that when you do this exercise, crazy shit's going to come up. Things that you would have no idea consciously are bothering you are actually bothering you. And this is where the good work happens because we want to identify what's actually going on here. What is my fear? Because when we're triggered, it's triggering really a wound in us that's not healed. And when we have something that's not healed, it's going to come up as a fear, the root fear of not being enough, the root fear of abandonment, the root fear of, of who am I to do this thing? Like there are some root fears that are common to all of us that need to be healed. And quite honestly, most of them go back to us in our youth are, are before the age of seven, what happened in a situation with your parents? What happened, you know, on the playground? What happened these early, early um, experiences before our brains were fully um, developed? That's where we kind of root in and these wounds occur. Even if our parents didn't mean to, even if our parents did the best that they absolutely could, we all have these wounds. No one is immune to childhood wounds. Let's be real, okay? We all have them. So if you think you're someone that doesn't have them, boo, you got a lot of work to do. I'm just going to call it out like I see it. So once you are able to identify the fear, I want you to ask yourself, okay, what's the fear under that? What's the fear under that? So if I am feeling very um, uncomfortable by what someone has posted online and I get down and I'm writing and I'm writing and I realize, oh, it's because like that makes me feel less than. 
this thing that I saw online makes me compare myself to other people. And what's at the root of that? Well, if I compare myself to other people, I feel, or I realize like, I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not fit enough. I don't know enough. I don't have the perfect social media. I'm not enough. And what's the fear under that? Is that if I'm not enough, I'm not going to get love. If I'm not enough, my person's going to abandon me. If I'm not enough, what is the root fear? And when you're able to identify, Ooh, I've got this fear of abandonment. I have this fear of being alone. I have this fear of insert whatever comes up for you. Then you're able to start to really look at it and see what the pain is that's surrounded by this trauma. Where did this come from? What experiences rooted themselves in my body? And there's some great practitioners out there that can help you with moving through trauma and shaking through trauma and dancing through trauma. There's a lot of really good somatic models because trauma does get stuck in our joints and stuck in our back and our shoulders and our neck. And those are really good things to move through. And so once you identify, Hey, I have this trauma that I need to heal this like inner young child wounding. I, I need to heal, heal this. And when you think about this, instead of being like, ah, oh, pull it together, girl, you got to get your shit together. Stop comparing yourself. You're better than that. Like you wouldn't talk to a four-year-old in that way. You wouldn't say, come on, come on, Sam, snap it together. Let's pull it together. Pick up your, you know, your little toy doll and let's go. We got to go get your shit together. Stop comparing yourself. You're awesome. No, you would talk to that child with care, with love, with compassion. And you'd say, girl, it's okay, honey. You say, it's okay. Come sit on my lap. What are you feeling? It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel fear. It's okay to question. It's okay to be confused. And you would probably let her cry and you would let her feel all of her feelings. And you would tell her that she was safe to feel those feelings. And so through this process, you get to identify what part of you needs that compassion, what part of you needs that space for healing, what part of you needs to feel safe. And then with that information, you can see what you need to give yourself. And this is where I highly encourage a coach and a therapist to support you through this work because it really is some massive stuff. Another thing that I find really, really helpful if you are looking to move through trauma and pain. First of all, if anything ever um, creates a trauma response and, and is triggering for you, that is, is very intense, please, please, please get help from a professional. But if you know that you have pain, residual pain left over from a breakup, residual pain left over from your parents' divorce, residual pain from something that someone said that was nasty to you, residual pain from something that happened in middle school, uh, one exercise that I absolutely love that I've actually did this week that like, woo, was super powerful for me was writing a letter to your pain, not to the person, not to the trigger, but to your pain, dear pain. And then you just let it all come out. You make me feel X, Y, Z. I feel you sitting in my body in this way. I question blah, 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 blah. And like, I, there's no right way or wrong way to do this other than give yourself space and time to do this 
uh, practice for yourself. Make sure that you have space, make sure that you are in a safe space, make sure that you're not going to be interrupted. Maybe light a candle, maybe put on some good background music. That's going to be able to help you zone in and get in touch with yourself. Um, but writing a letter to your pain has been one of the most powerful exercises that I've personally done. And what it allows you to do, it's that right brain, left brain type thing. So it's actually allowing you to access a different part of your brain because one side of your brain is doing the physical mechanical action of writing. And then the other side is able to free flow through the pen. And so you're going to find that amazing, amazing things are going to come out and amazing, not as in like a good, this feels awesome, but like some deep shit is going to come out that needs to come out that maybe you consciously didn't know about. Maybe you didn't consciously feel, but it's an incredible way to put your feelings on the paper, get them out of your body and be able to have a cathartic experience. Like when I've done this, I have been sobbing, sobbing, and we get to remember that tears are and salt water in general are super cleansing. And so after you write this letter, you literally do not judge. You don't, I don't even reread it. I just put it on the paper and I tell myself, I'm ready to release this. I'm ready to release this pain. And so once you've, you've written over it, you might want to like sit and meditate over it. You might want to put some sage over it. Then what I love to do is rip that page out of my notebook and then go burn it. And that is your way of saying, I release this. I'm done. I'm going to cut the cords from it. You can also do cord cutting meditations, which are very helpful. You can do energy meditations, which are really helpful. Um, but I find that for me personally, putting it in writing, getting it out of my body, out of my mind, out of every part of me that's still holding on. And then I get to say at the end, like I take back my energy and I release, I release this pain. I release this trauma. It no longer serves me and I'm ready to move forward. And then afterwards, go take a bath, go take a shower, go rinse it off, go walk in nature barefoot, ground down into the earth and ask for support in that way. So these are just a couple exercises that I think are incredibly important. And, and the thing that I come back to is that you guys talking about personal development, it's not going to be rainbows and butterflies all the time. It's just not. And if anyone is saying that it's always going to feel good, run the other way because the real work is the deep, dark shadow work. Just like in the gym, the real work isn't like walking on a treadmill, wearing a cute workout outfit. No, the real work gets you sweaty. The real work makes you really use your mind to focus on what muscles are engaging. The real work, it takes focus. It takes intensity. It takes commitment. It takes being in there and like fighting through the pain of like, can I actually lift this weight again? Doubting yourself, pushing through, finding your limit. And then afterwards, you feel that release of like, oh, I'm stronger. Because you know what happens after you lift? Your muscle fibers break down. And then the next day in your recovery, they actually come back together. They build stronger. And that is truly what we want from our personal development. We want it to break us down, tear us down so we can heal the things at the bottom, the things that are underneath, the things that are really deeply in us so that we can show up stronger, more radiant, more alive, more in alignment. That is the work of personal development. Whew. I really feel this one a lot today. So if this resonated, please share this with a friend, share it on Instagram, tag it in your stories, send me a DM, let me know what hit you, what you felt. And if you're interested in going deeper, if you're interested in really taking a look 
at what truly is serving you and what is truly not serving you. And you want to go deeper than a gratitude practice. You want to go deeper than, you know, a morning routine. Let's chat. I would love to support you in that journey. And it would really, truly be my honor. I hope you have the best day ever. Thank you so much for being here. And I'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let the other queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Joe Harvey. Have a fabulous day, and I'll see you next time.